0: This is another episode of Dear Analyst. And in this episode, I'm very excited and privileged to have Alex Kolokolov on the podcast. He is the founder of the Data to Speak community. A data visualization and dashboard expert. Thank you, Alex, for being on the show. Thank you, Al. Nice to meet you. I'm glad to speak. All right. Yeah. Well, get started. And can you tell us tell us more about your background and your work experience leading up to your current role? I've been working in the
1: field of business intelligence for the last 15 years, and my personal passion is data visualization and Dashboard design and development. But uh, I started as a data analyst, project manager, and later I run my own company and work as project portfolio manager and architect. And uh, now I work also with business expectations, with stakeholders, and trying to find the balance between right decisions which my analysts suggest to deploy, and business expectations, which are sometimes
0: irrational. Right. Sure. I guess, speaking about your experience working with businesses now as, I guess, working for yourself, can you tell us about what it's like to work with large companies, whether it's on the data side, technology side, how you go about working with these big companies and different teams within these companies?
1: yeah when i started my business i expected that i will uh uh make uh, them happy i will really deploy big data and make data driven decisions make make the truth clear but really there are a lot of routine a lot of different interests of different corporate groups between uh, i t between human resources sales and marketing and really how, how I understand it now digital d- data data and information it's a battle for the power and data it's not it's not truth it's a power and that group which have critical data they their version of truth will be real and uh, main. Of course, it's like a metaphor, and my clients uh, really want to make driven, data-driven decisions, make, want to increase their profit, company profit, but there are a lot of negotiations, a lot of different, different expectations, and technology wars for standards, for platforms, and personal opinion of uh, some stakeholders, and it's not. of data and data analytics, and uh, 50% of uh, communications and negotiations.
0: Got it. Thanks for that. I think when you say that data is kind of like a battle for power within these companies, that's actually an interesting way of putting it. I'm curious if you can give an example of what that means, if you can share with a previous company you've worked with where... I guess there was a power struggle with the version of truth. Can you give you specific examples?
1: Yes, I worked I work with one government institution for several years and about, it was about maybe seven or eight years ago when I offered them, so, so no, they started to develop their Microsoft SQL solution, data warehouse, and all-up cubes. It it was before Power BI. Yeah, it was about 10 years ago. That companies start, started to develop their infrastructure, and this project was driven by IT. So advanced IT managers offered this solution for financial departments, human resources departments, and they became owners of this uh, system of this product and really the project head two years later became a chief information officer so he made his career but later he because it was a government institution he so he he's got some competitors uh, inside this uh, organization from financial department and they Decided to build their own in data infrastructure. And mm, their reason to build new infrastructure, infrastructure was because Microsoft is outdated. It's, no, it's not enough user friendly. Microsoft Excel, Cubes, SharePoint, uh, SQL Server, SQL Server, it's too complicated. And they said, we want Tableau. Because Tableau is so beautiful, a lot of companies. Use Tableau. So Microsoft is previous century uh, Excel, and we want new product because we we will develop really de- real beautiful dashboards for vice presidents, chief financial officer, and even uh, for government, other government institutions. But real purpose was to build their own data warehouse and use te- uh, Tableau dashboards. And really they started from pilot project and soon they uh, connected to previous data warehouse, put all needed data into their infrastructure and got that power. And the chief financial officer became like a real chief digital officer. He was, he was advanced enough. And after some intrigues, they they pushed chief information officer, previous project head, to leave the company and lay off. And uh, wow. So I I was I participated in several stages of this project, and it was it was uh, not about war between Tableau and Microsoft. It was the uh, battle between different groups. And Tableau won because this stakeholder, this chief financial officer was stronger in politics rather than chief informational officer.
0: Wow. Interesting. That's, so when you were working with this government institution, were you working with the CIO who was eventually kicked out, the CFO, or were you kind of agnostic Uh... and working with both?
1: I worked inside, I worked within this company Mm -hmm. 10 years ago as a data analyst and later project manager. So I started in that IT department. And later I left this institution and ran my own company. And later I came, came back there as a subcontractor and I helped to design beautiful dashboards in Tableau. But really, I didn't know this about this war. So, I I can't say that I helped to defeat my previous uh, team. No, it it was not so directly. But later, I understand I understood that I was involved in this process. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's uh, government institutions uh,
0: and uh, it's. uh, always about politics. <laughs> yeah, it's almost more about politics and less about yeah. the actual data. But uh, very interesting. I guess uh, one one thing I wanted to ask you about, I know you do a lot of kind of education and training for the companies and institutions you work with. I'm curious what your experience has been working with like a new team or a new division within a company. And they're still using, I think you mentioned like Excel version 2010 or something. And they have to learn new technologies within Microsoft or Tableau or whatever. How do you approach training individuals within these institutions and dealing with like kind of the sometimes like change management of going from an old tool they're used to, let's say Excel two thousand ten, to a, a newer tool?
1: Yeah, it's a
0: huge difference between vision
1: of the difference between headquarters of, of corporations and, for example, manufacturing plants in different regions in Asia or uh, not about some companies from uh, Middle East, some companies from Asia, Europe, or even United States. Uh, but when people work in a mining company, they produce coal or produce cars. They still, they always have problems with SAP, and they they hate SAP, and, but they need to use it. Mm-hmm. But management in headquarters think that all these problems are, were solved maybe 10 years ago, 5 years ago, and they think about digital transformation, artificial intelligence, and they say business intelligence, BI, it's about... Twi- 2012 but not 20 our modern age but really when i start my trainings i realize that really people get export from sap in csv in microsoft excel and they have microsoft excel 2010 2010 they don't know how to make a lookup or how to work with pivot tables And when I show them how to solve their routine issues, really some of them almost cry cry because (laughs) they really save save 10-20 hours per month because they just can refresh data and not manually collect data from a single spreadsheet of uh, different files and these uh, simple left pack tricks save their time and help them with the daily routine but of course mm-hmm. it's it's i'm not a fan of microsoft excel but mm. it's a basic level of data literacy and uh, if you don't know how to make pivot table or uh, flat table uh, you can't use advanced Dashboards or uh, any artificial intelligence model, mm-hmm. and uh, really, so I understand that my superpower is to explain complicated technologies in simple words for people who are not familiar with these technologies. Uh, mm. Really, I they happy they, and they make me happy because I understand that really I. Helps them, and really, as a maybe, uh, I I feel myself uh, as a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Of course, school teacher teach uh, not about rocket science, about simple things, but the simple things things the basic of a successful
0: future. Mm-hmm. Do you remember an example of something you taught one of these people where it was a routine task or workflow? and they were used to doing it a certain way in excel and then what was the hack or tip that you showed them that was like oh my gosh i'm saving you know 40 hours per month now
1: oh uh, i think it would be boring story about some um, tables but in general it's all these success stories about their manual so they take data from one sheet Mm-hmm. Data to another sheet, and or sometimes sometimes they have too many formulas, and their Excel file gets stuck, frozen. And I e- explain them that you can use Power Pivot, not just mm, usual tables. Mm-hmm. Power Pivots, uh, and you you can uh, continue work with your thousand thousands of rows, and sometimes a million rows. If you use this it or Excel, mm-hmm. so, um, I can't remember simple story in details, but uh, it's uh, usually about data refreshing, mm. stats, manual input, and errors of uh, related to human factor.
0: Right, right. You're kind of taking the refreshing of the data out of a human doing copy and pasting or whatever, and just yes. having the software do it. Yeah, that's yes. great. And
1: sometimes I explain to them, don't rename this column.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Don't, don't insert new column in your pivot, in your data source. Mm-hmm. And if you have numeric data in your column, please don't insert your comments into mm. the cell. You right. can... Because you will break numeric format, right? <laughs> so such uh, simple things that that are obvious for technical professions professionals, but for for some engineers from from some warehouse staff, so not digital persons, it's it's not obvious, and mm-hmm. no one taught them about this, right? And uh, they felt ourselves stupid because all the technical people said that's, how to say it, that they're stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) I wanted to kind of transition to your interest and work in data visualization. I know you, this is a topic that's very like essential to who you are. And you wrote a post in the Nightingale blog, which is from the journal, the data visualization society called when charts look like spaghetti try these saucy solutions, which is a great title, but I wanted to ask you, what were some of the key findings, insights, and takeaways from this blog post? And also, why did you want to write this post in the first place? So again, I was inspired by one
1: of my trainings with, I say, data renegades. And today, my n- new article was published. Published how to help how to help data renegades to, mm. to love data and love them. Okay. And uh, usually they they have a task to show everything at once, to show fifteen categories by by month, by week, and you have a lot of line charts. And at the same time. You need to understand these trends. It's not enough to make a brief summary with total or quarter by quarter. It's not enough. You need to go deeper by month, by week, by day, and you will get this spaghetti. And so I'm not going to retell this article, but my key finding is to maybe find a compromise. Mm -hmm. And when you... When you need to show everything at once, try to find some dressing and use some spices, some colors, some highlights. So even if you understand that your dashboard, your presentation will not so beautiful as you want. So make one more attempt and use any dressing, any helpful features highlights or some keynotes to, to make it, uh,
0: clear. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I was, I I'll definitely include some snap uh, screenshots from the post and these, these charts into the show notes, but it seems like if I had to just summarize what you said, it's kind of like adding, you said, adding these colors and highlights and is the, the goal It feels like you want to be be able to just kind of show the key trend when you have to show everything, just somehow highlighting that one line or one data point that's meant to say, tell the story of that chart. Is that kind of what you were trying to get at? And as a tip for people building data visualizations?
1: Yes. Yes, you're right. So try to find any, some cherries to Peek on a pie, (laughs) on our, or even our spaghetti plate.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And I I guess, what are, are there any other kind of data visualization? I hate saying the word hacks, but other kind of general advice that you might have for all the data analysts and business intelligence analysts kind of listening out there, given your experience. So. Working with uh,
1: corporations and working with not not so sometimes I work with advanced analysts, but even they get their task from stakeholders, decision makers, and they they receive their tasks in terms of slides, PowerPoint slides, keynote slides. Add add one more tab one more slide and make this clustered column chart and or display 10 lines on diagram because end users who are not familiar with interactive solutions with tableau click or power bi they look they understand it as a slideshow not as interactive screen Mm -hmm. but as a slide screen and they uh, I I don't remember the actual quote of Henry Ford, but he said something about, if I ask my customer what he wants, he he would say that he wants a faster horse, but not a car. The same way, uh, a lot of my customers ask one more slide, one more presentation, and they don't understand that it... Might be a single screen, including combinations of 10, 20, 30 slides. Mm. And they don't realize it because, before, until you show them how mm. it might look, look. And uh, I'm teaching my students, my corporate students, how to make their suggestions and to, to be initiative. And uh, even if your boss says, prepare me uh, another one slide or please add button export to excel you you should ask not just to export your dashboard in csv or excel but ask what what do you want to analyze and maybe it would be enough to add another one filter or another one button on your dashboard and you will you don't need to export and slice and dice this data in pivot tables, but really, even in the in the end of uh, twenty twenty three, a lot of uh, managers, not data analysts, require slides, not dashboards. And mm-hmm. uh, these dashboards, I saw a lot of click Tableau, PowerPoint dashboards containing. 10 or 20 tabs, wow. but all these tabs look the same way and they could be combined in a sin- single screen with some filters, slicers, and used in an in interactive way. So, it's, it might be someone thinks that it's outdated problem, but for me, it's uh, actual problem mm. for, for corporations. I don't uh, say about unicorn companies, but manufacturing companies, government institutions, and education institutions, universities, they still have these problems.
0: Right. So maybe one, I'm not sure if it's the right phrase to use, but perhaps a little more old school industries that are still using like Excel or something. Yes,
1: I'm trying to be polite.
0: (laughs) Right. I, I guess the. That's interesting because you're talking about building in slicers, filters to make the, let's say, dashboard more interactive. But you're saying that the challenge you're facing with your corporate uh, students is maybe the end user of that chart or the visualization. They don't know how to use the slicer. They don't know how to filter. They don't know how to. And it's easier for them, you're saying, to just throw another PowerPoint slide showing, you know, some other uh, version of the data. Do you feel like that there's just like an education gap with how to use basic filters and, and slicers and things like that for these dashboards?
1: Yes. And it's a mental gap mm-hmm. because data analyst develops this dashboard. He's a professional analyst, but he's not a professional presenter. He's mm, not a teacher. Right. Yes. And uh, when he completes his dashboard, he he send a link to his boss, Uh, that's the link, you are, feel free to analyze data, Uh, feel free to analyze your data, Right. but how to analyze, give me an example, Mm -hmm. how to press this filter, how to slice and dice, they think that it's obvious because Mm -hmm. they developed it, but it's not clear to for it's not there for user, especially for first time, mm-hmm. and uh, for this first time they are confused, and uh, sometimes good analytical tools really remains useless because they were they they were not not so good presented. They they w- weren't sold. The, mm-hmm. Their ideas w- weren't sold right end
0: user right they're they think that well the analysts they know how to change the slicer, change the filter, visual see the data they want to see, and they think that other people their stakeholders maybe management or executives they they think those people shouldn't already know how to use these i guess features of the dashboard, but you're saying that in reality no it's not the not the case at all
1: yes and the i i I remember a story of one pharmaceutical company and again it was again about war between uh, between global it and local financial department and mm-hmm. they they said that we 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 will not use your tableau uh, it has mm-hmm. incorrect data we have everything that we need in our uh, uh, excel spreadsheets -hmm. Our financial models, our uh, cash flow, all the waterfall charts. They have ThinkSell add ons and uh, they said, Can your Tableau build the same chart as we build with uh, Microsoft Excel? And Mm -hmm. of course, the same way, no, for example, uh, horizontal with some gap finding and with some macros, but When this company hired me to sell the idea of dashboards and really I find their pain because these uh, financial guys build their spreadsheets, pivot tables, but monthly they developed presentations for stakeholders and manually put all the screenshots of uh, Excel files into corporate presentation and usually they received new actual data at the last night and they didn't sleep uh, this last night or wake up in the early morning to make final corrections and to send final presentation Mm -hmm. and I explained them that you can just connect your X data connect to data source or connect to your excel files with your correct data and make this presentation with tableau so Mm -hmm. i replaced not excel with tableau i replaced powerpoint
0: Mm. okay that's great
1: yes and they Start so it was great idea that, that, that uh, they just use uh, so link to tableau dashboard. It's published on corporate portal, mm-hmm. and when they add new data, they don't need to, re- to redesign the whole presentation, and they don't worry about correct version because it's
0: updating real time. Right, they're just adding the data to the data source and then everything flows through to the Tableau dashboard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, as you're talking, I wonder if some of the responsibility might be on Tableau side or maybe, you know, even Excel side to make these slicers and filters more obvious and more easy to use perhaps for the end user who's like new to using this stuff. Because again, to the analysts, you know, you just click on these drop downs and whatever, but maybe it's, the responsibility of tableau for instance to make this these uh, features of the dashboard more obvious i just that's my just thinking about the the situation here
1: <laughs> in general yes um, and uh, nowadays all these tools tableau click power bi works the same way when yep. you just press so you don't so but They work the same way that you don't need to use all the filters or Mm -hmm. drop-downs. It's just enough to press on a bar or uh, on a sector on a pie chart, and it works as a filter. Mm -hmm. Right And um, uh, we uh, develop more and more mobile dashboards, Mm. and we take into account this option of pin and make some bars enough uh, big to, to to find it by your finger. So not, mm-hmm. si- not such teeny lines because it's hard to find specific point, data points, mm-hmm. and it looks like, how to say it? Mm, color not color blindness but screens uh, with people with mm, bad bad vision how to say it mm. so i mean large numbers huge bars but you just but it's useful be- when you use your fingers not mm-hmm. mouse not touchpad no, not not touchpad but you slice and dice just tapping the visuals on your
0: tablet or smartphone. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a different kind of visualization to make it easier for mobile viewing. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. And it's a different approach when you, especially when you use your smartphone, it's not about deep drilling. It's about scrolling. And Mm -hmm. uh, there are different way of consuming information as, as you consume it in your social networks. You scroll, scroll, some highlights, some explanations, you don't drill and you don't see the whole picture on a dashboard as you used
0: to, to, to see it in a laptop. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I know we're getting close to the time here, but I wanted to end on tools historically on the podcast I'm talking a lot about Excel Google sheets spreadsheets essentially but I know you have a strong passion for using power bi and I don't actually don't talk to many folks who are using power bi as their kind of like main data visualization tool or dashboarding tool I'm curious how your you grew to love power bi and I know to to a certain extent you even entered the Information is Beautiful awards with a Power BI solution. Is that right?
1: Yes. And I I have a dream to become the first uh, uh, person who will get Information is Beautiful award for Power BI dashboard, because previously only Tableau dashboards were honored with this award and in in a few cases, usually custom solutions are awarded right uh, js yeah. and i'm going to prove that power bi it's not for spreadsheets <laughs> or bar charts it's a great platform for advanced data visualization and mm-hmm. there are a lot of mm, custom uh, advanced su- charts uh, and really we have it has all the capabilities to make beautiful interactive infographics, mm-hmm. and so I started develop dashboards before Power BI using Click, using Tableau, and I transferred all that approaches into Power BI, yeah, especially into early Power BI in 2015, 2016, when Power BI was a poor solu- solution. But now it really muscled up. It's a very strong platform with advanced techniques. And mm-hmm. my so I raised my Power BI skills teaching my clients, my students, because it works the same way as Microsoft Excel. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And so it was just combined from power pivot, power view, power query and all the power add-ons and Microsoft realized uh it w- if they will have a single product it it would be easier to sell and mm-hmm. now they are market leader with uh, this product right that's why i love power bi and it's i in, in my opinion if you are familiar with excel or with spreadsheets, Google Sheets, it takes less time to get to, to power up your skills with, with Power BI. Because it it will be not a new solution. It's like next step in your Excel mindset. And if you mm. have your table, spreadsheet, Excel or Google Sheet mindset, you will you may become Power BI experts in a few days. But if you will learn Click or Tableau, it will take more time because mm-hmm. they have another approach. In some interfaces, in some approaches, it looks similar. But from a first view, of course, it looks at, as another universe, mm-hmm. especially right. Click. That's mm-hmm. why I work with mostly with Power BI, my my hands-on exper- expertise. But mm-hmm. I have trainings for Tableau or or, or Click. But in a you know, mostly in a role in a role as not how to say it, negotiator mediator to solve some corporate uh, conflicts between mm-hmm. people uh, from. Excel or SQL Power BI Tableau and help them to find the balance.
0: Got it. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Continue using Excel, Google Sheets, and when you want to do visualizations, think about Power BI as your potential tool. Alex, this was amazing information. I took a lot of notes and we'll post screenshots of things we talked about. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, mention to the community before we end this talk?
1: So, we, this year, we have launched our Data Visualization Award, Make Your Data Speak, and mm-hmm. we had a conference in February, and I'm happy to announce that we will have a new award in the conference in the beginning of May next year, and I hope that till the end of this year, we will open submission Or Data Visualization Award, and also we will have special AI nomination this year. So, next year, and now we we finish the project of the end of this year. And in January, we will start to promotion of our upcoming award and conference
0: Okay, yeah, I'll definitely try to include links for that. Probably, this episode will probably come out in January, so it'll be good, good timing. Well, Alex, thank you so much for your time and appreciate all your insights today. Thank you for the invitation.